Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, everybody! We are here live at AfterBuzz TV in Studio C. I am your host, Sarah Mendoza, and with me, I have the lovely Kendra Cabasal. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to, <laughs> to the newsroom. Yes, we are so happy to be back. And also, on the line, we have the lovely Kelly Aliski. She is calling in live from Texas. She moved, so she's not going to be able to uh, join us here in the studio, but she's going to be calling in as we recap our favorite show here, The Newsroom. I can't believe we're already in season three. I know. Wait, hi, I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> but you know what? It's it, The break was way too long. I think we were all waiting for this day. Yeah, it was long. It was a year. And we're longer. finally here, and they're not even going to give us enough episodes, are they? <laughs> six, uh, six <laughs> no. We are only Did getting he? six episodes. For this, for are, this season, how are they going to wrap that all up in in six episodes? I don't know. I'm hoping that they're going to find out it's not able to be done, so they're going to extend it and add more <laughs> episodes onto the docket there for us. I hope so. Yeah, but you know what? Regardless, I'm happy it's back. Um, episode one. Let's just hop right into it. The name of the episode is Boston, and when I read that on the news um, before we even you know sat down to tune in tonight, I was like, okay. I know what this episode is going to be about. Yeah, you called it. I called it. So here we are, Boston Marathon. This was a huge news story um, back in April of 2013, which is a long time ago. I can't believe it's been that long. But this really was a big deal. It was all over the news. Um, you know, communities, families everywhere across the U.S. and the world, um, they were tuned in as you know as we were for this this horrific event. And, um, you know, in, in true fashion, ACN was on the story, and that was the story that we covered tonight. That was the main piece. Um, so how it broke, Mackenzie, like always, just happened to be, you know, keeping her eye there on the feed, and she noticed that something was going on in Boston. 
Okay, so she alerted the troops, right? And um, they got to digging. And what I really, you know, liked is that taking from last season leading into this one, you know, more than just, you know, running with it right away, they're still trying to build a credible newscast, right? What did you think about how they handled it? Uh, well, they handled it well. First, I have to say Mackenzie is just so skilled. She had that eye, even, you know, carrying on her banter with <laughs> with Will. She had her, you know, right. third eye on the, on the news. Um, and I think, I mean, it makes sense that they're being a little bit cautious, even though, you know, they, they want to stay competitive and stay on top of things. Um, they suffered last time from their Genoa experience, and right. and they want to make sure they get it all right this time. Makes sense. Right. And it, I thought it was funny that um, Will was trying to give that same speech that Mackenzie had last season, saying, you know, we don't do reality, we do the news. And she's like, hey, that's I my said that. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. But it just—he was really flubbing over that that pep talk that he was trying to give. Yeah. Right, it, it didn't come it as really kick him. Yeah, it didn't come as naturally for him. Were, <laughs> yeah, no, but I thought they were a little bit too overly cautious, and I think that they suffered for it. Because yeah, I get it—the whole Genoa thing was awful and terrible, and they needed to, you know, kind of be careful about what they were reporting. But mm-hmm. also, you know, being so last and. And all that I think, you know, was really kind of detrimental to, you know, what happens throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can see that. And, um, you know, it's as we saw in the episode tonight, it is affecting their ratings. Um, You know, and with our the way our viewers are nowadays, you know, the first one with the info, they're going to just gravitate towards that channel. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're just going to if somebody's already got that story, they're just going to stick to that channel that they're watching. And if ACN is last, you know, there's of course their ratings might dip because they were the last ones to give that. Um, at the other well, one. and also they were understaffed and, you know, half of them were on vacation and, and different things. So they were shorthanded as well, which also didn't help them out. Mm-hmm. I think, and they're all, also their focus was to kind of, because they were last and they knew they were last, was to, to find something that the other, other stations didn't have. So to give them sort of an edge. You know? Right. You could, I, right. I personally could feel that there, there was an anxi- anxiety, you know, about this process now because of the whole Genoa thing mm-hmm. that happened. Um, you know, everybody is sort of on edge. They know that they can't push anything out there without, you know, Charlie saying, all right, go ahead. Or, yeah. you know, and Mackenzie saying, go ahead. Um, so, you know, you really saw them, the little ant workers getting to work there and, and um, doing their due diligence. And it was only until... They confirmed it, right, by the FBI that those were actually two explosions that they ran with that story. Mm-hmm. So they did disregard, you know, the other stations. I think it was Fox was their biggest Fox competitor is, of the yeah. of the night, yeah. right? Fox had the story first in this case. And then the Twitter feed was going crazy as, as usual. Um, and we see from the Twitter feed we have a new character that's, that, you know, kind of joined the, the actual newsroom now. You know, Jim's, you know, girlfriend from the campaign trail. Right. Is, uh, is in the newsroom following the Twitter feed. And the, mm-hmm. thought, the thing that I found really interesting about, about this and the way that they were handling it is, you know, she went through thousands and thousands of tweets, you know, people, you know, first apparent firsthand accounts from people tweeting about their experience and being there and watching. And, you know, they still weren't going with that because they did, they didn't think of it as a credible source. 
Right. So I that's such a big debate right now, and it's such a big topic with news sources because, I mean, if you guys hear anything on the news, you know, once it's on Twitter, it's all over the place. You know, every other day, you know, there's, you know, Twitter's killing celebrities and doing all kinds of things that <laughs> are, it really isn't true. Right. And it's just so interesting to see them tackle that on this, in this episode. It's but. so true. I feel like citizen, citizen journalis- journal, <laughs> journalism, <laughs> citizen journalism, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it really feeds, I think, topics. It really feeds the story for tabloids, for reality television, for entertainment shows. But when it comes to news, I do see the point that, hey, guys, these are just average everyday mm-hmm. people. They could be making crap up. <laughs> you know, they, it, it depends on the source, too, because right. I've I've heard, you know, breaking news stories from a Twitter feed or a Facebook post. But mm-hmm. it's usually from, a, you know, a credible source, like if you follow CNN or you follow, you know. But right. you're saying if it's okay. a third third party, right? But even there, you know, it's still not an official, you know, an right. official confirmation. But like you know, like with this, people saying that they were at the finish line, they saw these explosions, right. and whatever, and that's where you have to think that that you know probably where Fox got their news from first mm-hmm. is people on the ground right. saying they saw that who aren't necessarily journalists or actual sources, right. but just you know an everyday person that was at, that was just happened to be at the marathon talking about this, and, right? And, and you know they were just lucky they didn't have to retract anything, like right? The way, uh, we find out that CNN needed to, you know. But also um, Elliot is from. We find out Elliot is from Boston. He wants to go to his hometown. He wants mm-hmm. to do this this broadcast. And right. I thought it was cool that Jim suggested that Maggie go. Yeah. Right. So I, and, be, and be the producer there. Yeah. I, I like your point there, Kelly. I think that with people on the ground there, with witnesses saying that explosions happen, maybe they could have just reported, reported on those facts alone right. from witnesses. Mm-hmm. But they should go on to say... And they even showed this in one of the scenes, you know, we don't know if this is because of a gas leak. We don't know if this is because of some sort of terrorist act. We don't know you right. know, what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know that there was an explosion. So I, I do see your point there that they could have ran with something. Yeah, because right. it's, it's basically yeah, eyes. So as we, you know. Sorry, go ahead, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, just like, like, yeah, no, that's right. To at least acknowledge that something did happen because that, you know, that's not a secret. Something did explode and they got it on camera. Something did happen. Right. Just not knowing exactly what it was in the middle of that, you know, big event. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, so let's, I mean, let's talk about Maggie. Like, you know, you just mentioned Elliot said that he wanted to go um, cover it on the grounds there in, in Boston because that's his hometown. Um, of course, they're going to send a producer Produce. out there. Yeah. And, you know, so they're sitting there deliberating who should report this or who should go with um, with Elliot um, and Jim. Our, <laughs> Jim, she my favorite up here. I know, as soon as this happened, suggests who? Maggie. Maggie, which it's interesting. I know. That was so good. But well, one thing that I found interesting, though, too, is Will was like, look, if she doesn't deliver, she's out. I don't think she's, you know, I don't think she's right for this anymore. And right. Jim defends her. Yeah. Right? And you know, it, she's got this. She can do it. You could see, you know, when they first kind of showed her for the Again. first time this season. Yeah. I kind of, I said to Sarah, I said, oh, she looks good. Like, she yeah. looks like she's been recovering from, you know, the trauma of her, her last Mm-hmm. Report and um, 
And so, yeah, I kind of had yeah. that same confidence in she, her. Yeah, gym she had her tiger focus bag. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was in the gym doing crunches, working out, you know, still had her cell phone next to her in case that breaking news story comes through. And, and lo and behold, when it did, right. you know, she finished her, what was it, like 50th crunch or something <laughs> like that. And then, <laughs> and then she was like right out of that gym. She's like, okay, I'm out. I yeah. got to go back to work. Yeah. Right. Because that really is her priority. Yeah. And yeah, she, she seems a lot better. Um, even when, you know, they called her out and said, Hey, Maggie, do you have a, to go, a go bag? Yeah. You know, she's like, even her, the way she responds is such a huge difference than last season, mm-hmm. the, the tail end of last season, because as you guys recall, she completely was not herself. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, right. introverted. Um, you know, she <laughs> didn't do her hair. She, yeah, I mean, she was yeah, that coming, whacked out haircut. Yes. <laughs> she was traumatized. She, she was a mess. She yeah. would just kind of mope around. She didn't have that fire that we knew from first season and the one that we're starting to, I see flicker back again in, mm-hmm. in her, in her, in her career, in her life now. So, you know, well, that, and that's the thing. She did a fantastic job. Yeah. Her stand up. Oh, yeah. So way to go, Jim, for giving her a chance. <laughs> way to go, Maggie, for grabbing that go bag yeah. and, and getting over, her butt over there with Elliot. And, you know, not only was she on the ground there, right, guys, um, helping Elliot out. But when, you know, <laughs> when he accidentally gets an allergic reaction here, what did you guys think about that? I, I thought he might have been faking it to give her a chance, but. Maybe not. Uh, no, no I, I guess I was like hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was legit. At least, it, at least he doesn't have like a fatal allergy to walnuts, and only his tongue swelled right. up. I mean, I yeah. was like, I was like picturing that his throat was about to close, <laughs> like something crazy was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, oh no, or something oh, like no. from the movie Hitch, where his entire body oh, starts swelling gosh. up. Now, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I mean. I'm sort of glad he ate that walnut and was allergic because that was Maggie's time to rock it with that stand-up. And, you know, they're they're right. She Or Elliot was right. She knew the facts. Mm-hmm. So, and she delivered them well. Yeah, she was right. able to keep up with uh, with Will and all of his questions. And, yeah. you know, she delivered. She did it very, you know, with confidence. You could tell she was a stronger person. Yeah. Not even like, you know, um, Charlie's. I think it was Charlie, his comment after, did she just age, like, you know, 20 years? <laughs> yeah, well, did she age just or something like that? 10 I, years, yeah. I actually wonder yeah. if, if you know, kind of dressing up in Mackenzie's mm-hmm. gear... She- you know, cause she was, fit the role. Maybe, yeah, she maybe she, was, maybe she felt she was yeah. stepping into Mackenzie's ways and and kind of gained right. some of that because it was her first on camera right. appearance. I li- I really love that reaction in the master control room. Yeah. Well, it was funny when Mackenzie was like, "Be sure to you know dry clean it this way," and yeah. you know, like that was still her concern, even though they have this huge breaking story and she's about to do her first stand up. She's like, "Hey, take care of my dress, okay?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then afterwards. Um, what do you guys think about Jim's reaction after her stand-up? Oh, my gosh. He fell in love with her all over He's again. He's back in love. He's back in love all over again. <laughs> yeah, you could see that. I would assert that he never fell out of love. Oh. And Grace yeah. Grace Gummer is just a meantime kind of gal. <laughs> oh. She just handles the Twitter feed. Oh. You know, oh. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I'm a Maggie and Jim fan, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> it's clear. Hashtag. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a huge story. Um, I I feel like, in in my opinion, they covered it it well. Yes, they could have ran with some facts a little early on. 
Um, but they stuck to their guns with being, you know, credible and and truthful more than anything, and just really reporting the news. Mm-hmm. Did you guys uh, do you guys agree with that? How do you think they handled the story overall? Overall, I think it was good for sure. I mean, I was just reading on Twitter though that you know some people were a little upset with the writing and not differentiating Waterton from Watertown. So I think that's just kind of a little bit of a of a mishap there, depending on, on on where you're from and where you live. But that seems to be a pretty hot topic on Twitter after the show was over. Right. <laughs> well, interestingly, and and maybe that was on purpose. I don't know if you know because people pronounce it incorrectly sometimes. Maybe that mm-hmm. was a reflection of ACN. You know, because right. they're behind. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that because they're still trying to come up from. You know, they're still on shaky right. ground. Yeah. So maybe that's they, true. Yeah. Maybe they just further are trying to exemplify, like, hey, these networks aren't perfect. Right. They're they're all human beings trying to put on a good news show. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think we can move on to the next topic here. Um, my boy Neil, Jeff Patel, <laughs> as soon as he came on the screen, I was You're like... a fan of all the men on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Neil. Neil is so naive and so cute. That poor kid is right. constantly getting himself in hot water. Right. Because he doesn't really have a supervisor, does he? I mean, I, not, I mean, he just kind of goes straight to he goes straight to the big dogs there. He always goes up to Will, and but they kind of just say, "Run along," you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it's yeah, poor guy. Right. So let's let's uh, let's recap here with what happened with Mr. Neal. <laughs> okay. So apparently, um, someone, some unnamed source, wants to give Neil some documents. Okay, and these documents are unclassified and so important that they are talking about what you know encryptions and like how do I get this to you and um, he has an encryption type of program I see I don't understand this encryption stuff so I'm just kind of trying to make my way through this but um, so they test it together and he says no you need something that's much more uh, secure than this and so he says that you need to get a what do they call the computer it was an air com- uh, basically uh, air gap. yeah an where air has, gap computer uh, where it's never been a computer, yeah, connected never to been the internet. internet before okay yeah. you guys are so in the CIA <laughs> stuff more than me and and so not only do you need to get this air gap computer but I'm going to tape this USB to a toilet in this restaurant at this location and you shall pick this up and it can be read with this air gap computer right so neil like is excited you know. <laughs> by this opportunity he takes it into the news meeting he delivers this idea and how do they react guys <laughs> well <laughs> not not so favorably but you know they they kind of keep giving him chances to prove that he knows what he's talking about which and and that may be the thing that maybe they feel the same as you do sarah they don't they're like what air gap yeah. you know I, I feel like they want to they allow him to speak Mm-hmm. Because they have a hope for, it. they know his potential, yeah. and they know he wants it, yeah. right? Like you, you know, Neil wants it. You know, he wants to be a good newsman. And um, but when they hear his his story, they kind of just again laugh it off and say, "Okay, Neil, right? Whatever." How do you know he's credible? Oh well, he's yeah. paranoid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know that didn't go over right. so well. With, so it's the well, I think the thing about him though is he's constantly trying to give credibility to you know, the kind of like his universe of people, you know, they're constantly making fun of them, crackpot jokes and all of this. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, really, you know, some of them are just really smart, tech-savvy people that are hacking in and finding out all this, like, 
you know, conspiracy type information that may not always be such a crackpot theory. And I think that's, you know, Neil's always fighting that good fight to kind of give a voice to these people that the one in every so many could potentially have real information. This is true. And, uh, you know, in this case, so news meeting ends. He, he feels like he, he was treated as a joke, maybe. But who comes up to him but Will, of course, because Will seems to have a soft spot for, for Neil, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. yeah. He hands him a credit card. Okay. So let's go buy a Gap computer. <laughs> yeah. He says, hey, go ahead and buy that Gap computer. Let's see. Air Gap computer. Air Gap. Let's see what this is about. And Neil is, of course, excited by this, and he... Runs out of this newsroom right away to do so. Okay. So he buys his air gap computer. He gets his butt to the restaurant, into the toilet stall, <laughs> and he finds the, the yeah, drive. The drive. Yeah. Now, at this point, what were you guys thinking when he's he's at the toilet and he's pulling out the USB? Did we think this could be real or were you guys still in speculation? Um, I guess I expected him to to actually find a drive, but I, I still was, I guess, skeptical as to whether, you know, it would have been real, real like a real source, a real, you know, mm-hmm. a real find for the for the newsroom. Sure. What about you, Kelly? At this point, are you thinking this is kind of like off the wall and like this could never happen to Neil of all people? Why does he always get, you know... The... Well, no, I mean, I think I think it's, at least for me personally, you know, just watching it, I, I find that it, it is pretty interesting because, you know, he does monitor the website. He is the tech guy. He's on all the sites. He has to filter all of this. Right. So, you know, constantly having to research. And, you know, they are, you know, supposed to be a legitimate news source. That's what they're striving to be. So he has to, it's, it's got to follow every lead. He's got to check everything out. And, you know, I think something like this is bound to happen to him, and he doesn't know better. And I think mm-hmm. he just doesn't, he's not savvy enough to know better. And he, again, I just think he's just too naive and just, you know, wanting to make sure that he has the right information. He's not thinking of the consequences with something like this. Like, he doesn't really understand, I guess, the level of which he could get in trouble for right. something like this. Right, it's almost mm-hmm. like he'll take any lead he can get, right? Because he's still trying to, you know, gain his bearings and improve himself in the newsroom. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because if we remember from previous seasons, every time they had their news, you know, meetings in the morning or whatever time they, I mean, not in the morning, um, you know, they would make fun of all of his ideas and, and kind of... <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> that was a big one for him back in the day. So he's just trying to, you know, right. guys, this listen is true. to me. Yeah. Okay, so so what happens? But Neil uh, takes it home with his AirGap computer, and he plugs it in. And I think it was 26,000, right? 26,000, half of them classified, government, government documents mm-hmm. load onto that computer. And he is just like wide-eyed, mouth, you know, gaping open in in awe. Like I cannot believe. I felt like he was in disbelief. You know, of course he would be. He was in disbelief <laughs> about this actually happening to him. Right. Um. So, you know, he t- he takes it back to, um, or he heads back to the newsroom to let his team know. And um, we come to find out that this PR. Um, firm posted a slew of fake stories, fake incidents into the news 
um, which then led to the death of, you know, 30 plus people. 38, I believe. It led to rioting, rioting yeah. in the streets, these false stories that right. they were claiming, you know, one group was, you know, I, 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 you know, some group is fighting another group, caused chaos and havoc in this, you know, this area and riots in the street, which caused 38 deaths. Right, 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 right. So it was stories for false riots, which led to the deaths. Um, and, you know, Neil talking to this unnamed source, he really wants to bring it to Will and Mac, uh, you know, so that they could they could cover the story, um, make things right. And in the process, he asks them, he reveals that he asked them for more documents just so he can show them, you know, show Will and Mac how real this is. Okay, and he tells Will this. Right. But what's the problem here? <laughs> he just dug himself into a... Right. Huge, huge hole. Mm-hmm. Because by doing so, he's now conspired to commit espionage and has literally committed a federal crime. Right? By asking that. Yeah. Just by simply asking that question. Yeah. And <laughs> when poor, Will, poor Neil. Yeah, poor Neil. And when Will sees, you know, when Will tells Neil that, you can tell, in, in my opinion, he had no idea. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what he was doing. No. He just wanted to get a drive from a bathroom, and then this, <laughs> and then this happened. He's thinking, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting this story from my team, and it's now landed him in hot water, and also this unnamed source right. that we have yet to discover, because he's now going to get him in trouble for leaking these documents. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Will was like, "All right, Neil needs a lawyer," yeah. <laughs> and he and so of desperately, course, yes, yeah. desperately. So uh, Constant Zimmer, right, is is the lawyer? Is it? Uh, oh, the same. Yeah, the same as the, before. Yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, here again, and Kelly already mentioned this, but he's just, you know, it's just more evidence that Neil still needs a lot of experience. He's doing his best, and he's he's working hard to prove himself. But he's definitely um, got a lot to learn, and unfortunately, it looks like he might learn the hard way. Yeah, and I'm definitely interested to kind of see where where this is going to go because you know he, although he is trying to you know make sure that he has facts and get as much proof and all that, he still has to be able to look at a story in a circle versus in just one way. You know, because although, yes, you know, gathering facts and all that is important, but you also have to be careful in the, in the manner in which you gather them. Mm-hmm. Completely and agree. And I think that's kind of the lesson there. Completely agree. Yeah. He, he kind of just had his, like, laser focus on get the story, I think, at that point. He forgot mm-hmm. about the journalistic mm-hmm. ethics. Yeah, the ramifications to, yeah. that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> just because, I mean, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to switch gears real quick and just kind of go sure. back. I was just reading something uh-huh. um, about like the new season, and I think it's really interesting, being that we are three girls who love this show and recapping it. But you know, there's still Aaron Sorkin is still getting a lot of flack for for poorly written female characters, apparently. And you know, I have to say that I truly and wholeheartedly disagree with that. Like, I don't think that it is. You know it, it, that that these women are poorly written by any means. I mean, I think that the way he writes, you know, kind of shows you know different things, and maybe not, you know, in a manner that you know some professional women may may feel is appropriate. But you know, to say that they're poorly written characters, I mean, I just feel that that's, that's a bit harsh, especially for right. the season opener. What do you guys think? Do you know specifically what they're kind of targeting when they say that? Well, um, well, this this one person was recapping and said that you know was talking about Maggie and and um, 
uh, Mackenzie's character that, you know, for one, Maggie, she, you know, the only way to turn into a grown-up was to put on a black dress and heels. And I don't think that's really what it was to change out of her sensible flats and put on a black dress and Louis Vuitton made her a grown-up. I think it was kind of like showing that she, you know, kind of, it was a, tra- a visual transformation. Yeah. I don't think it was like yeah. pounding on feminism. You know what I mean? Right. Like no. I, feel, I feel like that's not what that was. It was like yeah. a metaphor for her growth. Yeah. Sure. And I, and even more so, like when he said, "Hey, I think she just grew up ten years." I don't necessarily think. I mean, they might have been talking about her appearance in that dress, you know, and the heels. But I also think it was more so like, "Hey, she just stepped up to the plate." Well, that, that's yeah. what I got gathered from it. I didn't right, I, I and didn't they're think also visual. saying, you know, she did have three years of newsroom, you know, experience. But yeah, don't you remember she was a personal assistant before she came up became a producer? She didn't yeah. really, you know what I mean? Like she was kind of thrown into it, learning as right. she went. Mm-hmm. And she spent the last year with this PTSD kind of syndrome, where she wasn't right. really mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, all her whole head in the game right. kind of a thing. But I wouldn't really call it three years of experience. But I just, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's a bit harsh. And you know, they talk about Mackenzie in the opening scene talking about her bridesmaids. That right. you know, a woman that's won Peabody Awards and all of this. That you know, it took the bombing to get her head in the game. I don't think it was that. She's no. also a woman that's about to get married. Why can't you be both? Mm-hmm. Why can't you care about your wedding and care about your career? Right. Why does it have to be one or the other? I completely mm-hmm. agree, and I love that you brought this up. Um, because, you know, everybody does have their own opinions about these things. But I have to agree with mm-hmm. Kelly. Like, it's 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 completely harsh. And I don't see these women, 0% of me sees them as weak. Like, right. nothing. Like, uh, just, just as, you know, Kelly mentioned, you know, just because you sh- portray them as a woman who, you know, who's about to get married and she does care about her bridesmaids, uh, who's going to be her bridesmaid, doesn't mean that she's not a hardworking individual mm-hmm. um, who has made a name for herself with hard work and not just, you know, whatever... <laughs> whatever well, uh, stereotype you might think that a woman would do to get to the top or whatever. And if anything, it was showing you could have it all. Like, the, you know, even, even yeah, if they weren't. I, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of see that too, that, you know, you can be a little bit, you know, it's okay. You can still be, you know, for the, you know, sake of a cliche term, like a girly girl, but still, you know, be in a man's world successful, if you want to call it that, if this is what our debate is. And... You know, woman in this man's world, you know what I mean? <laughs> and still shine and excel and succeed in that wall caring if you have nine bridesmaids and nine grooms to exactly. go with exactly well and why can't why why is you know why is nobody saying anything about will he's talking about bridesmaids is he not right is he not I mean, what about be... will why doesn't he have friends <laughs> yeah yeah like why these people why are human aside from their professional you know bearings that they've earned you know aside from you know what their their occupation is and what they've accomplished these people are human beings right it makes it more human to have to include you right. know their their peripheral stories mm-hmm. apart yeah. from all the goals. And, you know and i you know i don't want to like go off on a tangent i just find it like really interesting i know it's it's been like a topic of conversation in the previous season and then you know just coming out of here now you know in in this new season i just thought it was just really interesting that that's still kind of a big a yeah. big thing with with kind of women in the media and how they see this mm-hmm. these characters being right. written so we'll see how it continues and maybe how how we see Maggie grow and, you know, how much of a girly girl we see Mackenzie turn into at this wedding, if at all. <laughs> was it uh, women yeah. making the comments that you read? Uh, it was 
or a mix? Uh, it's, I'll, I'll tweet it out. It's, it's, a, it's a, a recap on Entertainment Weekly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting article, and it's an interesting take, and I'm not, you know, yeah. it's just... I just happen to not agree with it. I just have a different a different opinion. But I mean, right. it's backed up with some you know some stuff here, and it's just an it's just an interesting different different take on that. Yeah, thanks yeah. thanks for bringing that up there. Okay, yeah. but so, you know, and, and you know, and another thing, if we want to talk about Sloan and her whole deal with uh, with Don, I think that's really cute. And that was another thing that was brought up in this recap. Is it was kind of fun to see the banter with those two. When we didn't really see them making googly eyes at each other, it was just kind of, yeah. kind of light and cute, you know. I like it that she called him dumb. I was yeah, gonna say that was really cute. Her little slight towards him—that was that was actually really right. clever. You know how some girls are okay with their men being short. Well, Don, I'm okay with you being dumb. And I, and I mean that. <laughs> and I mean that. And I really mean that. That was good. Really cute. You know, I didn't think that they're. Um, relationship would be as um, on the DL as it seems to be in this season. I thought it was going to be a more expressed relationship. Well, you mean this season? Like yeah. The first episode? Well, I didn't think <laughs> with, so, though, because you got to think of, you know, his whole thing with Maggie and how everybody knew the triangle with, those, with Ma- you know, him, Maggie, and Jim, and it was such a thing, and it was so dramatic. I can't imagine Sloane wanting that kind of attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it would be, like, people knew them as a couple you know yeah, not, not I, where I she's removing her tag and like <laughs> she can't really say if she's seeing someone when someone asks her um, oh I thought he did that just so he could get information you, you're talking about when she was on the phone yeah. Just overall you know she's staying at a yeah. place yeah. like close <laughs> right 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 yeah. so, oh sorry that's okay so yeah I'm just saying overall I thought it would be known like by everyone this is, that they're a couple yeah even if they're not flaunting it and having PDA like I thought it would be more of a thing but, she doesn't seem like that type yeah. <laughs> I don't think to do the PDA thing and neither does Don yeah. so much as we saw from him and Maggie, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was hoping for it okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess this is a good segue into our third topic here because Sloan is doing some digging here. Serious digging. Um, on a, she knows that somebody's buying someone out, right? After a, a conversation she has with Reese, um, you know, points are dipping or they're they're losing points here with as a network. Um, her his half sisters are in town. <laughs> half sister and brother the twin uh, yeah. yeah half sister and brother are in town and you know she starts thinking that there's something going on and because she likes puzzles she wants to solve this one mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's, she's g- using her new bloomberg computer system right twenty-four thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> um, she better know how to use that thing which that thing was yeah Gibberish to me. <laughs> right. Just a bunch of numbers on the screen. Yeah. But she's very proud of this new piece of equipment. And um, I don't know what she's doing, but she's digging into the facts there, trying to figure out, you know, who could be buying out who. And, um, I mean, it's still kind of unclear to me um, as to what's going on exactly with this possible buyout. But she reveals after her digging, and I'm sorry if I'm moving through this so fast, it's because I, myself, I'm still trying to, I am not good at, as good at puzzles as Sloan is, so, um, she reveal she announces as everybody's on that terrace when everything is being revealed, like Neil's story and, you know, this whole Boston thing, 
on the terrace, she she reveals to, to Reese and everybody there that you are, hey, you're going to be bought out from right under you. Mm-hmm. That's why your brother and sister in law or steps brother and sister are in town. Right. Yeah, because yeah, we find out that they are on. Um, they are on the board, and it's, well, at least there will be shareholders as soon as they turn 25. And there's two of them, so obviously they're going to hold a majority share over him if they're working as a team. Right. So I, I, that's when, you know, when Sloan gets the tip from the Goldman Sachs chick that she's having, you know, a breakfast meeting with mm-hmm. that, you know, something was going to happen, and she starts digging. And she, it doesn't even, you know, it came to, it doesn't even come to her that it could potentially be ACN at all. Right. And after she has that conversation with Reese and she kind of looks at the numbers and knows they're going to, you know, drop a few points, when she goes back and looks at it again, it's a lot more than what she originally suspected, and that's when the light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. There you and go. she realizes, well, when's their birthday? What's happening? You have to call an emergency meeting. I've got to figure this out now. Right, right. Uh, Kelly really got that story. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. No, that's... <laughs> that, thank you, Kelly, for explaining that to me. Because <laughs> Kendra and I were sitting there like, wait, oh, so what quickly. does this mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I totally had to rewatch that a yeah. couple times because I didn't really like get it either. Uh, yeah. And I, I might still have it a little bit wrong, so you guys watching, you know, make sure to, you know, tweet, yeah, us, tweet us. Let us know. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> so sound the alarm, though. All this happens, and Reese is like, oh crap like she she might be right on to something yeah yeah and they yeah. jeff oh sorry not jeff um will <laughs> calling him <laughs> will who just quit about 15 minutes prior uh because he <laughs> because reese told him that he had to give them what the viewers want and they were going back to that again like you know you i want you to he said i want you to have a credible and do the newscast and do the news but you are not as powerful without those numbers without your ratings Mm -hmm. and so after that will says he quits right uh well i mean but but it's true he says you know i can't protect you i can't let you do and say whatever you want if you're not making money right and that's just the reality of the business at this point it's not just about Right. You know, reporting the news, it's, it's a business. And if he, you know, if he's not living up to, you know, the stance and where he was, then, you know, dropping out of fourth place is a big deal. And the shareholders and the board, are, they're going to have a lot more to say about it. Right. And I, But I liked, I liked seeing Reese more on their side. I, I liked that. Yeah. Them, you know, fighting so much in the last few seasons. At least on the mm-hmm. same team, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and then that's when Will sort of wants to... I guess jokingly, <laughs> grab Charlie and go cover sports. Right. Which kind of yeah. reminded me of Keith Olbermann. I know it was a different situation, right. but it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I like how Charlie said, Are we going to sign up for a team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to join a team? <laughs> I know that's the first thing to, <laughs> that comes to mind. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, but you know, after after uh, Sloan comes in with that, all of a sudden he's reinvigorated, right? He's like, No! We are going to do the news. We are going to do the news. Um, so I love that, you know, yeah. even though he still has that fire to, to save his team and, and be with his team when something like this happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Good show. <laughs> it's a good first show. Yeah, first. I, I think so, too. Um, I'm just I'm happy it's back. And um, although we only have six episodes, I think we're going to cherish these last <laughs> episodes together. We, we should that. have a good, like, newsroom wrap party it's like a, in the studio. Absolutely. It's basically like a half season. <laughs> it's a, 
Yeah, I think the last few episodes, the last few seasons had 10 episodes, I think, each. Yeah. So we're only going to, you know, we're losing a big chunk of them. We're going to blink and it's over. <laughs> okay, sorry. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it came, I thought it came on strong. I mean, I love the show. I've loved it ever since the beginning. I mean, we all have, obviously. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, I'm excited to kind of see where everything goes. I want to see how deep in trouble Neil gets. Looks like we're going to see more of Marsha Gay Harding as, you know, they're calling Rebecca back in to be his attorney. So it looks yeah. like we'll see, you know, more of her coming up yeah. and, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good people on the season coming, you know, in yeah. episodes to come. Right. So. Our favorite characters are all here. Yes. Um, so, you know, a lot, lot has happened, guys. I think um, Kendra's going to dig into some news for us. After Buzz TV News. Yeah, I mean, I guess the main topic of news that I found was, was you know, all the chatter about it being the last season. And um, so I had a, a little piece that Aaron Sorkin uh, said to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he says, I know the whole never say never <laughs> stuff, uh, but I'm pretty certain I'm about to write my last three episodes of television. So that's kind of... Yeah, that's kind of a, a little mm. sort of cryptic. <laughs> kind for of now. Let's just add the for now. Or let's I know. pay for the for now. I wonder if under his breath he said for now. You know? <laughs> but, um, in you 2014. Know, we love, we love, we love his work. And I, I mean, he has other, um, ideas in mind. So, um, and then in, in other news, uh, w- see, now I'm calling him by his character. <laughs> I was going to say Will, uh, Jeff Daniels, uh, kind of, said the same thing and and that they've all enjoyed uh the journey but that um you know they're just going to do 3 and be out so mm. to to paraphrase yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and also don't forget if you want to see another side of Jeff Daniels Dumb and Dumber 2 is out in yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. See, we should go together oh we can't go with Kelly cuz she's in Texas but We'll, we'll schedule a time where you're there in a movie theater in Texas, and we're in a movie theater we'll in Texas. Perfect. Yeah, we'll FaceTime. We'll, put you, we'll save a seat. Yeah, that looks like a fun movie. And I love that Jeff Daniels can play such um, polar opposite right. types of characters. Yeah, because I saw clips from uh, yeah. the red carpet from both premieres, and uh-huh. I was like, "How does you know?" It's just you know, he's just that awesome. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Anything else for us, Kendra? Uh, no. Did you guys have any? Anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. All right, time for predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV. Whoa. Strobe lights in here. (laughs) No warning. I know. Cool. Okay, I'll go first. I predict that my favorite couple gets back together. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) I know there's like several favorite. I'm Jim and Maggie. I think they're going to slowly make their way back into each other's arms. By episode six? Yes. No, no I think, I hope it happens by three so we get a good half season <laughs> there with them. Um, and I also see Neil going through um, a fight. Um, I wonder if he's going to dip as low as Maggie did with this whole situation because you're, that's a big, that's a big deal what he's about to go through. Because how, I know they mentioned in the preview for, for next the next mm-hmm. episode, um, you know, unless he gives up his source, he's going to be in bigger trouble. But how, when the guy's kind of a virtual existence to him, 
will he do that? I mean, he I don't know if it was the guy in the bathroom. Yeah, but I mean, he's got this big dilemma, right? Because he's going to get this guy in trouble if he says anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. And he's already in trouble for himself. True. Sorry. Your yeah. prediction. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Kenja? <laughs> oh, that was it. Um, oh, gosh. I guess I predict um, that we, by episode six, we'll see a wedding. Maybe that'll be the grand finale. Ah, there you go. We'll see mm-hmm. nine bridesmaids or not. Maybe there'll be nine bridesmaids and his four, was it four yeah. or five groomsmen? <laughs> It'll be like, you know. Charlie walking up and down the aisle yeah. <laughs> nine times. <Okay. laughs> that would be kind of cool. Yeah, all the newsroom folk yeah. that will fill in. And um, other than that, yeah, I guess just, I mean, I'm, I'm on watch for Jim and Maggie. Or maybe Maggie okay. will, you know, meet some, some new guy. No. Okay. Uh, Kelly, you no. Can tell what about you? <laughs> you know, I think I think Maggie may have a new career on the other side of the camera. I mean, I'd, I'd like oh. to kind of see that. I mean, they're shorthanded. They're short on anchors. Hmm. You know, maybe she gets, you know, to shine a little bit more in front of the camera as the episodes continue. Hmm. If Will quits, she'll replace him. <laughs> uh, stretch, Kendra. That is a stretch. I like to just but I like the direction this is the going. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, okay, well, it is so good to be back, guys. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, everybody who's listening in. We are happy that the newsroom is back. Season three. We will see you next week. Oh. Oh. Where can I find you? Oh, you can find me right here on AfterBuzzTV.com and also on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And I'm at Kendra Cabasel, K-E-N-D-R-A-K-A-B-A-S-E-L-E. And Kelly. And you can find me at Kelly with an IE 079. And make sure to use our hashtag newsroom ABTV and chat with us and tell us what you thought about tonight's episode. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 